What an unbelievable worship time we just had. I am so grateful that we can still, in this moment, in this hour, lift up the name of Jesus. We're so grateful for our praise team and those who could come out and just lift up Zion praises for us on today. We worship the Lord in this house. And now, as you have worshiped in your home, we can now go into the word of God. Can you bow your heads? Can you pray with us and lift up the name of Jesus? Our Lord and our God, we're so grateful for this opportunity to come before you. We understand these are troubling times. We understand that these are confusing times. We're, we're in a crisis and we can do nothing about it, but we can lean on you. And we know that when we lean on you, you can hold us up. You are our peace. You are our refuge. And it's in you that we can find strength. So, Lord, as we go into your word today, we pray indeed that your word will go into us. And may in it we find strength for the weary mind. We pray that you will be the lifter of bowed down heads, that you will be the mender of every broken heart. Oh, God, give us eyes to see and ears to hear even now what your spirit is declaring to your people. Oh, God, have your way. Speak to your people. Oh, God, we love you. We need you. And we honor you. Enter into this place. In Jesus' name, amen. preaching time in a sanctuary and in your home it is preaching time and we pray that you are ready for a word from the Lord while you're signing on I pray that you will just join in the way you would interact in the sanctuary if you're used to saying amen you're used to lifting your hand I want you right there over the airwaves and in your feed begin to interact and let us know Give some amen, some hallelujahs, and let, let's interact in worship on today to let us know that you're receiving the word of God and that God is speaking to your heart. As we left off on Wednesday night in the five provisions to overcome fear, uh, we're reminded that just over the course of this past week, we've been hit with some great news that has kind of floored our community, has put a lot of things on pause. Organizations are closing their doors. Businesses are closing their doors. Um, workplaces are closing their doors. Our life in a matter of moments in simply a few short days have been totally changed. And it's in these moments that we look to God. It's in these moments that although we're confused, although we feel the crises, although we feel separated from one another, I believe that there's a word from the Lord. Not only that, I know this isn't the first time we've been in moments like this. Maybe in our lifetime, maybe in, in your own lives that we've ever had to face a circumstance such as this. However, this is not the first time in history and it's throughout history. That's why God is called, why Jesus is called the Rock of Ages.
because he's been a firm foundation that we can build our faith and our hope on throughout the ages, throughout the history. And same is true today. He's, he's a God who will never leave us nor forsake us. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And that's why we look to the word of God. That's why we have lifted so many prayers on today because we want you to saturate your life in prayer. Make, make your worship a prayer before God. And as we enter into the word of God and, and look to um, God's word in Isaiah chapter 41, I just believe with all my heart that God is going to provide us some hope and he's going to give us some strength on today as we navigate throughout this crazy season of life with every cancellation, with every shutdown, with every shut in, we do know that God still speaks to his people. And it doesn't matter what you're feeling on today, if you're feeling worried, if you're feeling distressed, if you don't know what to feel, if you're confused about everything that's happening around you and you're asking the question, what is next? What is happening? What is going on in this world? Just know you may not know what tomorrow holds, but we do know that our God holds tomorrow in his hands. So however you're feeling on today, we're going to look to the Lord in Isaiah 41, verse number 10. It says, so, so do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous, my righteous hand. And that's what the word says to us. God gives us certainty in times of uncertainty. No matter what your fears may be, no matter what the questions may be in your life, although you are utterly confused about what is happening and, and when something is going to happen to bring a cure or, or an antidote to what is happening in our lives right now, we can still hold on to God. No matter the questions you're wrestling with on today, God can give us a sense of purpose, a sense of perspective. He can give us a sense of direction to make some sense out of all that we are going through. So I want you to listen to what God says. I want you to hear God clearly on today. He gives us five provisions, five promises, five declarations from his word that we can use to fight the fear that we face in crisis such as these. And while we're fighting through this question, through the question of how long and when and what Isaiah gives them, some promises that they can hold on and build their life around. At the same time, I, I want for us to understand that God, number one, he makes a promise to us. He gives us this provision. He said, no matter what you're dealing with, he said, I can provide for you this one thing. He said, I, you can be in his presence. He's saying that I am with you. I am with you. Elohim. He's saying, I am that I am. I shared this on Wednesday night that this is the very same name that God gave to Moses when Moses was going to Pharaoh in order that his people could be released from 400 years of slavery. And Moses asked the question that when I go before him, 
who do I say have sent me? And he said, tell them that I am sent you. In other words, he's saying that I am whatever you need in your time of need. I'm a very present help in the time of need. Elohim means the self-existent one. Everything else in our lives needs something to pump it and prime it, to start it. But when it comes to God, God exists alone, all by himself. He's the beginning and the end. He, he, he knows the beginning from the end. God is an eternal God. He don't, he's the creator and the sustainer of life. And what you and I ought to do is trust in God because he already knows the end from the beginning. No matter where you may start in life, no matter where this crisis may start, understand that God holds it all in his hands. He may not pull you out of it right away, but understand that God will come and be with you in it. I share with you this illustration of a, a, a grandchild that had been recently born and the grandparents went to visit their, their son. And when they got there, grandparents loved to just hold on babies. They loved to spoil them and leave them in your care after they spoiled them. And when he got there, uh, the son told his, his father, he said, Dad, we want the baby to learn how to self-soothe. So if you hear them crying, allow them to cry until they, they begin to rest. And all of a sudden, before you know it, the, the baby began to cry and the grandfather went into the room and began to pick up the baby and nurse the baby. And his son came in and said, Dad, didn't I tell you not to pick him up because we want the baby to learn how to self-soothe. So he put him down, nursed him to sleep, put him down, and it happens again. By this time, when the son comes in the room, instead of, of him nursing the baby, the grandfather nursing the baby, he walks in and the son sees him and the grandfather says, well, you said that I couldn't um, pick him up and hold him and, 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 and pull him out of the, the nursery pen, but you didn't say that I couldn't get in there with him. And the same is true to us today, that no matter where you are in your situation, God will get in it with you. In the same manner that God got in a situation with Joseph, no matter if he was in a pit, if he was in a palace, if no matter where he was at in Potiphar's house, God was with him. The same way that God was with Daniel in a lion's den, the same way that God was with with the three Hebrew boys in a fiery furnace, God says, and I will be with you. Not only do we understand that God will be with us, that we have his presence, but number two, we have his person. He's simply saying here that I am your God. This speaks of a relationship. This speaks of something personal that God says, I have a personal relationship with you. It it implies that God is in a covenant relationship with Israel. And God, God, in the beginning, through Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, God is saying, I've had a long-term history with you. I have a relationship with you. I had it with your father. I had it with your mother. I had it with your grandfather. So, so if I could do it for them, I can do the same thing for you. Matter of fact, if you read through verses 7 through 9, it speaks of God being connected and not distant and connected with them throughout the course of history. God is saying, 
He's close to his people. You know some people you have history with. Some of us have history with people. And, and when you have history with people, you know if you can depend on them or not. Matter of fact, there was a time I found myself locked up and they gave us one phone call. They gave me one phone call. And I, even though my wife was miles away, she was in Louisiana and I was here in Fort Wayne, Indiana. But I said, if I got one call to make, I know somebody who can do something on my behalf. See, I wasn't going to just call anybody. I knew the right one to call. So if you're in a time of need, you got to know the right one to call. Although she, I couldn't see her, although she wasn't anywhere near me in the city, I could call 14 hours away, get a hold of her, and she began to make some moves. Why? Because we had history. And when you have history with someone, you know what they can do on your behalf. You know what it means to have history. And history gives you a unique perspective of how you view your situation. See, when you've been walking with God for a long time, you know if God brought you through this, if God has brought you through some, some moments in your life where you got a pink slip, you got temporary layoffs, you got setbacks in your life, and God brought you back, you had a bounce back from a setback, you know that this too shall come to pass because God will never leave you or forsake you. Really what God is essentially telling them is what you're facing today may be new to you or your circumstances, but when you examine the history, you know that we've been, been through a lot together in the past and it will be God that will enable us to get through this trial, through this struggle, through this uncertainty. God can do it again. He's saying, I've been with you through Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Don't you know that I'll be here for you even now? I don't know about you, but that's good news. That's good news. See, see, I, I've heard the stories of mama and grandmama. I've heard their testimonies, but now I got a testimony. I got a testimony. See, some of you will never know how strong and solid your faith is until you encounter a test. And then James, the Bible says that the trying of your faith worketh in you patience. And at the end of the day, it works out some character in you. God is allowing us to go through this and know that he's in it with us. And he's saying, I am your God. We got some history together. He said, I'll sustain you through the layoffs. I'll, I'll sustain you through the setbacks. I'll sustain you through the sickness. I'll sustain you now. He said, I was sustaining you. Get this. Then. You, you thought it was you. He's saying, all along, I was there for you. Matter of fact, the Bible says, when we were faithless, he was faithful. We didn't carry ourselves. It was God all along. And sometimes we'll come to our senses in moments like this that we find that it's been God by our side all along. Not only that, but get this, God says he has a source of power for you. He says his power is made available to you. He says I will strengthen you. He makes a promise. He makes a declaration to you. And he says I give you this provision that I can provide for you some strength. Isn't it good to know that you can find strength in Christ Jesus? Because strength is needed when you become depleted and broken of it. 
And I don't know about you, there are moments in my life where I have become depleted of my strength. And I needed to be filled up. Lord, fill my cup. Fill it till it overflows. So God gives us power when we need it. And we, 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 when we've been depleted, we can find a reserve in God. That's so good to know. He says, I will help you. I will strengthen you. And he says, I'll make you bold. See, that's what the anointing comes to do in our lives, to break yokes and, and remove burdens and in our lives. He says, I come to empower you, dunamis type of power, dynamite type of power. Even in the midst of a pandemic, God says, I'll give you power. That's another P word. So whenever you hear pandemic, say, God got power for that also to overcome that. And this isn't the first pan pandemic that has happened in the history of God's people. And it's in these moments where the church began to rise up. The church began to shine unlike ever be before. It's in pandemics over the years past that, that God's church has become stronger, not stranger, but they've become Stronger, where people thought we were strange when our strength comes through our weaknesses. When we, when we encounter troubles in life, that's when God began to raise up in us. And it wasn't until persecution that the gospel began to spread. And I believe right now that the gospel is going to spread unlike ever before. It was even during the Roman Empire where the church began to serve. They began to volunteer. They began to be generous more than folks had ever seen them to the point that they risked their own lives. How many of us are willing to set aside ourselves and being self-consumed in its moments like this that we recognize how much more we need one another? We know that we're better together and we began to serve. They knew their lives was not just about today, but their lives was about tomorrow. And we can't just focus on today. See, when we look at the temporary, we, we can be moved to make a permanent decision in a temporary situation. Don't panic. Don't fear, don't worry, don't fret, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, love, and that of a sound mind. God wants to strengthen you to strengthen others. See, and that's what we can do in moments like this. God wants to strengthen us in order that we can strengthen others. Not only do God want to use the church corporately, but God want to use you. What are ways that you can serve? What are ways that while this, even this broadcast is going on, you can share it with others? What are ways that you can, can donate to some things that are happening in your community? What are some ways that you can, can go and serve other people? Think about in this moment our first responders, the risk they have to put themselves in. Look at those who are working in the medical field right now to be able to lift up a prayer for people like that. It was just um, two days ago, I, I found myself in Sam's Club and, and with my wife and as we're walking through, she looked up and, and said, wow, they, I, I never saw this in here. And she thought they had put some new things in the store. And I said, baby, that's, that's been there all along. We didn't recognize it because 
the shelves were typically filled. And now not seeing the shelves filled, you recognize all the space in there. And there are some folks you go to ask for help. Can you find this? Can you find that? And you almost want to ask them, man, what, what is happening right now? You, we, we want to even compare it to Christmas or, or New Year's because it's in those moments that people are fighting over goods and gifts and, or, or, or not New Year's, but Black Friday as they call it. Because on Black Friday, people race in and begin to buy everything off the shelves. They're fighting over items to get. And they have a Black Friday and a, a blue Saturday. And when it comes Sunday morning, they have a red Sunday that they so broke and depleted, they can't even put anything in the offering. I'm just making a joke right there. But, but you understand what I mean. And you want to ask someone, is this like the holidays? But you can see the look of exhaust on the faces of the workers. And maybe in this season, the way that you can help someone else is just to simply encourage someone. Encourage a police officer. Encourage our first responders. Encourage our medical teams and our hospital workers in moments like this. Encourage our faith leaders in moments like this. Why? Because these aren't easy times to make decisions. And many times, no matter what decision you make, people look at you as if you don't have enough faith if you shut down the church. And, and if you keep it open, there are those who are going to let you know you're putting people at risk. And I do believe that. And we don't want to put people's lives at risk. Paul is literally saying in Ephesians, he said, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. God says, I will strengthen you. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Not your bank account. Not your job. Not, not, your, not your degrees. And we know that stuff don't sustain us. Because we know in moments like this, because everything is shutting down all around us. And we're trying to figure out how are we going to make it through when jobs are closing and God says, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Matter of fact, Paul goes on to say this. He says, I've learned to be content, whether a base or bound, simply meaning whether in lack or in plenty, I've learned to be content in the Lord. And he ends it this way. He says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. So stop using this to tell the world who they are not and how weak they are, but let us show them how strong our God is. He says he'll, he'll strengthen you and then he'll be your proficiency. He says, I will help you. I will help you. God is literally writing a spiritual prescription for his people then that we can use on today. He's written out a prescription to us in Isaiah 41 and 10, and he come to let us know that I made a promise to you that I am with you. I made a promise for you today that I am your God. He says, I made a promise to you today that I will strengthen you. And he says, I'll help you. Is there anybody who need help? God is saying, help me help you. He says, I have come that you might have life 
and have it to the full. Have it more abundantly. In other words, he's saying, I know your thoughts. I know what you're dealing with. I understand your feelings. I understand your fears. I understand that you're hurting. And he says, I will help you. I'll help you. There have been moments where I've gone to the hospital and i visited people and right there in the room, they had this button that they could call for help in their time of need. No, no, no. If, if they fall, they could grab this button. If they're lying in bed and they're starting to feel a little bit of discomfort, they have a button that they can press the button for some assistance to come and help at their beck and request. Do you not know today that you have a button that you can push? And I know we all have some things that will push our button, but we got a button that we can push called prayer. And no matter what your request is, God says you can come boldly to the throne of grace in your time of need. He says, come because I, I will come as a very present help in your time of need. He said, I won't leave you nor forsake you. You have a call button. You have a call button. And God won't put you on call block like your friends. God won't put you on call block like some of your family. God says, I am always listening and I am present. And I don't know about you. Do you need help today? To try, to just to try to get through this. God says, you have a helper. You have a helper. Matter of fact, he sends the divine paracletos, the Holy Spirit, to be our comforter and our guide. The Holy Spirit is a comforter and a helper. And it's in this season that God wants us to pray for help. And not only to pray for help, but he wants us to be of help to other people. He wants us to be of help. He wants us to, to check in with our neighbors, check in with our church members. He wants us to volunteer. Needs are going to come up throughout the course of these weeks as we try to navigate through this coronavirus or this, what are they calling it, COVID-19. You, you don't know what name you're going to get from day to day. And God says we got to look for ways that we can help. And lastly, he says, I will uphold you. I will uphold you. He's your preservation. He's your life preserver. <laughs> if you feel like you're drowning right now, like Peter was when he began to walk on the water and walk toward Jesus, as long as he had his eyes fixed on Jesus, he was walking on water, but when he began to look away from Jesus and began to put his attention on the wind and the waves and all that was happening around him, he made it bigger than he made his God, and he began to sink, and he began to drown, he began to go under, but what I like about Peter is that when he began to go under, under he began to cry out, Lord Jesus, help me. Help me. And that's when Jesus reached out and lifted him up because he is our life preserver. He's an anchor. He's an anchor, simply meaning that he can, he can maintain, he can keep us. It's something you can grab a hold of. It's like glue. An anchor can be this one invisible thing that holds everything else together. He says, I am the anchor that holds everything thing 
together. And if you lose that one thing, you lose that one anchor, everything else falls apart. That has happened in families. They lost big mama and grandmama and, and my dear. And when they died, everything else began to fall apart. And people talk about, I remember when grandmama was here. We were all together as one big happy family. What, what were they saying? They were essentially saying that big mama was the anchor that held everything together. When she departed, everything began to fall apart. And what we really miss is that everything shouldn't fall apart in their departure because they left something deposited in us that we can hold on to. And when, even when Jesus left the earth, he says, I got to go, but I'm going to send a comforter. I'm going to send a friend to guide you and to be an anchor for you. Your life is held together by him. Nothing else holds your life together like God. We know this today. We understand that things can, can shift. We understand today that things can change in a moment's notice. We, we understand that things can change immediately and rapidly. So, so God is the only thing. He's the rock of ages. He's the sustainer of life. Don't we know that today? We know more than ever that we're not as in control as we thought we were. We, we thought we really had it together. We had it figured out. We had our three-year plan, our five-year plan. Now, now I hear my son talking to his peers saying, we're going to have to graduate online. <laughs> they already canceled graduations and, and they won't get the opportunity to walk. A moment that many times they look forward to in life. You know the only sure thing in life is change. It's change. Change will come. But what do you do when change happens? You hold on to the one thing or the one person who will never let you go or never let you down. And that's Jesus. That's who we look to because he'll hold you up. He'll prop you up. He'll, he'll position you. He'll hold you up. When everything else is falling apart, he says, I will be the lifter of your head to help you get through it. No matter the changes that happen around you, no matter how many adjustments that's going to happen over the course of the next few weeks, God says, look to me as the author and the finisher of your faith and I will uphold you. I will uphold you. I believe God is up to something. I believe God's up to something. He's doing great and mighty things. And I believe in this moment as we are isolated and insulated with our families in our homes, there's no greater time to spend time with the Lord and begin to get to know your family and pour into them no matter what you're dealing with in this moment, in this hour, God will sustain us. He will be there. I know you may feel stretched. I know you may be feeling as though you're pulled on, but God says, I'm your sustainer. He says, I'm your help. I'm your friend. I'm your God. I am with you. And no matter which one of these promises you want today, you can pray one throughout the course of the week each day, but God says, come unto me, 
all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. God bless you.